The Seahawks post-game show is brought to you by Pizza Hut, official pizza partner of the Seattle Seahawks. Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. ReliaQuest. We make security possible. And Lumen, trusted technology partner of the Seattle Seahawks. Once again, here's Michael Bumpus. Welcome to the Seahawks post-game show. I'm your host, Michael Bumpus. Your Seattle Seahawks get the win in Indianapolis 28-216. Russell Wilson was 18 of 23, 254 yards, four touchdowns, had a QB rating of 152.3. That is his second highest in the regular season. 2018 versus the Lions, he was 158.3. Chris Carson had 16 carries for 91 yards. Tyler Lockett, four catches, 400 yards and two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, four catches, 60 yards and a touchdown as well. That defense held it down. Rasheem Green had a sack overall. This team put together three sacks, five tackles for loss, 10 quarterback hits. We saw exactly what we wanted to see out of this defense. We saw the defense get after the quarterback, and Carson Wentz kind of flushed him a little bit, and we saw this offense get going as well. We got a great show for you guys. When we return, we'll talk to players on the podium. We'll get analysis from the guys here, and also we'll speak to the voice of the Seahawks, Mr. Steve Rabel. That's next on your Seahawks radio network. Welcome back to the Seahawks post game. I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks get it done 28-16. to Offense looked good. Defense looked good. You know who sounded good? Steve Rabel. How we doing, Rabes? I'm great, Bump, but uh, don't put me in the same category with the Seahawks offense and defense because they they really shine today. And let's not leave out the special teams. How many times did Michael Dixon kick those guys deep down into their own end of the field and Carson Wentz was always looking at 70, 80 yards ahead of him to try to have to make a drive? No, I think this was a total team victory. And, uh, and I, you know, as good as you can feel, going back east, this team has learned how to win on the road in the East Coast time zone. There's no question about that. But again, through everything that they've been through, you know, the COVID restrictions continue. Maybe not for the fans, but the bubble around the team continues. So they have to be careful. Uh, they're, they're, they're on top of every detail and yet are ready to play. We asked those questions, Michael, during preseason. Well, will the starters really be ready? after not tackling or not throwing passes or not running the football in the regular in the preseason will they be ready in a regular season i think we got the answer to that today we sure did get the answer raves and a lot of the usual suspects on the stat sheet you got russell wilson chris carson tyler lockett dk metcalf but a name that kind of shined during the preseason i was happy to see this young man do his thing during the regular season is rasheem green Boy, did Rasheem Green come out and play well. Uh, you know, again, a young man that had some injury problems a year ago and a little bit slow going for him to start the season. Kind of came on. Remember, he led this team with just four sacks a couple of seasons ago. Think of how far the Seahawks have come since then in bringing guys like Jamal Adams in and bringing pressure. But he was all over the field and not just sacking the quarterback. He's getting off of blocks, making tackles at the line of scrimmage. He's just a big, long-bodied guy. And it's it's one of the things, you know, that's one one of the reasons John Schneider went out and drafted that young man in the third round uh, four seasons ago is after 16 and a half sacks down with USC, they knew he could bring the heat, but they knew also that with that big body of his, he could be a, 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 a real presence against the run, and he did that today. You could go up and down the line, bump and find guys on defense, all of whom make big contributions today. Yeah, Rays. Russell Wilson starts off the season hot again. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Last year, he did the same thing, but this offense just felt different. They show screens, jet sweeps. There's a lot more creativity in this offense, Raves. 
there, there really was. And, and the movement and the movement off of certain plays. In other words, they would run the same kind of look with a fly sweep or a motion one way or a formation and then throw three or different three or four different plays off of it, uh, including that nice touchdown to Gerald Everett. Just a, he starts out wide and he just kind of lopes inside and everybody loses track of him and he makes the catch and then fights his way across the goal line for the touchdown. Those kinds of things just open themselves up in this offense if you're patient. And one of the things that we have seen with Russ is he is patient and finds a way to get the ball to his receivers. Yeah, he got he got sacked a couple of times. It's going to happen. Guys got loose and got into the backfield before Russ could get the ball off. But that's okay. Everything else worked for this team today. And when they come flying back on the plane and everybody is looking at the video of the game on their little iPads, they're going to see just how well they play. It was a great day to be a Seahawk fan. Rabel, we appreciate your time. Get home safely, sir. Bump, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, coming up next, we got a lot more. We're going to go to the locker room with Jen Mueller. Pete Carroll's going to step to the podium. We're going to get some player interviews as well. I'm going to talk to the guys here. Lots more coming up next as we celebrate the Seahawks' 28-16 victory over the Indianapolis Colts. Victory Sunday for the Seattle Seahawks. Chris Carson there, 16 carries, 91 yards. This offense looked like they had been together all preseason, but we really didn't see these guys together. They came out and they executed at a high level. There was some cohesiveness out there. The pass game looked good. The run game looked good. I guess we can stop wondering if they were really going to click week one there, Moyer. There's so many good things on this one. You know, offensively, we can talk about it all day. But, you know, I'll go to to race. I, I thought the offensive line was at times dominant. I mean, that is one of the best defenses last year in the NFL, particularly against the run. Uh, pressure on the quarterback. I thought we protected well. Even a, I was shocked when we said, the, I looked at final stats, we gave up four sacks. Um, but they were four sacks for 16 yards. Right. They're not four for 48. And that's a big difference. And a couple of them where he was scrambling and he didn't get back to the line of scrimmage like a one-yard loss. So, you know, as we wait for Pete Carroll to come up here, I, I thought one of the biggest things from last year is just defensively. Yeah. You know, defensively, just how we can rotate our defensive line. Daryl Taylor's a difference maker. You know, you said he probably could have had two or three sacks mm-hmm. if he had a little better technique, but his explosiveness off the edge is impressive. Throwing Rasheen Green and then, you know, all the other veteran guys, um, it's good. Linebackers were fast. You know, I thought Jordan Brooks played pretty well. You know, Bobby, you know, he's the veteran guy, and it's weird because Bobby's always been the fastest linebacker. He ain't the fastest <laughs> linebacker on the team anymore. He's number yeah. three. Um, secondary, you know, pretty well. I, I was disappointed in a, a couple of plays, but we're going to have some bad plays mm-hmm. at times, and some some of them were, were calls. But overall, you know, really, it's one of the better performances in the last couple of years, uh, certainly from an opener against a really quality team on the road, indoors, at a 10 a.m. game. Yeah, and the other, just like you were just saying, I think offensively, too, like uh, it was really cool to see them make the defense the Colts defense defend the entire field. So we saw at one point they threw four straight passes to tight ends. The, the running backs had receptions. The uh, the uh, Both receivers had receptions. Escr- you know, like every position on the field, on every level of the field, the, the, the Colts had to defend. And that wasn't the case at the beginning of the season last year. It was just the deep ball was big. We weren't running the ball as much. So to see the, the run game and the passing game and, and the idea that you have to defend the entire field when you play this offense, uh, that also helps with the offensive line and protection and those types of things. Yeah, man. I mean, look, Russell threw the ball to eight different guys, uh, completed the ball to seven different receivers. We saw six different guys carry the ball 
including Russell on a, on a, on a couple scrambles. So uh, this ball really got around on the offensive side, uh, kept the defense on their heels. Uh, you just didn't know what was coming, right. and that's advantage Seahawks. So, you know, there's always going to be some things you can clean up when you watch the film uh, the next day, but at the end of the day, you got the win, and that's what matters the most. How about Shane Waldron putting together yeah. a plan, man? Right. He, he came in with a plan, and those dudes executed. It never seemed like uh, they stalled out or things just weren't working. Now, guys are going to make plays. This is the NFL. The Colts got some balls on that side, too, so you're not going to be successful in every drive, but I really like the game plan that Waldron put together. Yeah, I think one of the – you know, last year, if, if DK or Tyler didn't have a great game, they, they alternated back and forth. You know, we just went, oh, man, you know, we needed a great game from somebody here. I don't know if we do. You know, Tyler Lockett had a really nice game. Four catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. A very good game. And, and DK certainly four for 60 and a touchdown. But it, four t- our tight ends are in the game. I, we're running screens. We're running, you know, fly sweeps. Uh, for the first time, this I think you'll like this. For the first time, I did not know what play was coming. Nice. And mm-hmm. in the past, I, I had a pretty good idea. You know, doesn't mean it was completely predictable, but this one is very different. I'm really excited about this team, and you know, Waldron should feel very good about that offensive game plan. Yeah, and, and on on the on the defensive side, though, which is really interesting, is that you know, last year they had to bring Jamal Adams a lot on blitzes to create the the pass rush, and uh, you know, he had the one offsides where he would have had the sack like on the first drive. Yeah. But if you look at the final stats, all the sacks and all the quarterback hits came from the defensive line. And that is a positive thing because then you can blitz Jamal when you want to, not because you have to. And that's that puts as as uh, as uh, our man Turbo would say, advantage Seattle. <laughs> Absolutely, and it was just a good mix on both sides. You know, uh, you talk about the defensive line being able to create the sacks, create the hits in the backfield, uh, and and. Coach Norton, you know, still dialed up some pretty solid blitzes uh, to be able to disrupt the Colts' offense, but didn't need to do it all the time. Last year, it felt like, man, that's what they needed to do to get pressure. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you just saw a mix. We, they, they talked about the tempo offense kind of being the thing all going right, into the Let me season. cut you off there, Turbo. We got right. Pete Carroll stepping up to the podium. Uh, this is a really uh, excellent way to get this thing started. Um, this team is a really good football team that we played today, and they, they're well-balanced well-equipped, they had really good players and, and good coaching, and, and we had great respect for them. So to come away with a win against a team that's this well-equipped is a really good deal because we had to play well in all three phases, and, and I'm, I'm really feeling like that's what it looked like you know, today. Um, from special teams all across the board, everybody did their job today, and, and it's a great start for us. <clears throat> you know, and we, I don't know about this travel stuff, but um, it's so bad playing in the East. I don't know. It's so bad. So... Um, I don't know why everybody makes such a big deal about it, Greg. I don't know. Um, so many things that were that were good today because it's this first time we get out and really get to get playing. And I know everybody's worried about you know how we handled preseason and all that. You know, now look at it. You know, guys played like crazy. They were running and hitting and tackling and doing all their stuff. And we'll get better. And uh, so I was really fired up about about this accomplishment to get the thing started. I like the challenge of going on the road against such a good team and in, in a you know. A, you know, really noisy setting and all of that, and we handle all of it. Um, Russell played fantastic football today. Uh, he got terrific help from his guys catching the football, and the pass protection was really solid as well. We were able to run the ball for 140-something. Chris looked great um, to, to give us the balance that we, that we need. But really, the day to me is really goes to Shane. I think his first time out um, and a chance to show it and, and – uh, 
I'm really, really proud of what he was able to do because he, he went for it the whole time. And, and we did exactly how we've been practicing and how we've been preparing. And, and uh, he handled it with such a, such a cool uh, overall mentality and all. And, and, uh, and he and Russ were just cooking. And so, oh, I, I'm sorry I said that. Just, can you scratch that? Doggone it. They, um, they, were, they did really well together. Shoot, that's out there. Dang it. I don't ever think I ever said that one time all that last year, whenever that was happening. Anyway, um, so it's a big, big day there for, uh, really, for the, the coaches on the offensive side to put this thing together. And I know everybody was questioning it, and we're just getting started, so it's, it's really exciting for us. Um, go ahead. What do you got? The two deep, uh, the two touchdown passes from Russell to Lockett. What did you see there? Amazing. Just. Just incredible stuff. Um, the the one against the blitz, the the throw. You'd be surprised how how we practiced that throw and that catch. And if you looked at at uh, Noe in pregame, he was working on that exact catch. The ball coming just like that. Um, it's an amazing chemistry that they have. For Russ to be able to step up on the on the deep ball and, and, and throw it, I don't know how far he threw the ball, but it was as far as you, he could throw it, and it was as perfect as you as you, you could land. And of course, he's there, and then and then they can't even knock him down at the end of it just for Tyler to finish it. Just a you know, fantastic football player. That's really fun to see. Watching Willie Mays did uh, oh, did Tyler Lockett look a little bit like that in the first one? It was we we talked about it on the sidelines. Yeah, it was it was just like like it was back in the day. I got the picture on my wall. Yeah, so, was this the rapport that you've seen developing all during camp? Yep. yep. This is what this is what I've been talking about, and this is what I was hoping for. And and um, I'd never seen th this kind of chemistry be so obvious between the caller and the and the, and the quarterback. And uh, just you know, I hope this is just the, f the first step of a you know a, a great march together. Talked all week about the importance of slowing down Jonathan Taylor in their run game. Obviously, they were able to get some decent runs, but. Brian Monet, it looked like he was in on every play tonight. He played great. Monet did a great job today. I, I heard that he had five tackles and he had a tackle for loss, and he was causing problems the whole time. Uh, Bobby had 13 tackles, but we kind of expect Bobby to have 13 tackles. But uh, but for for Brian to, to have a game like that, uh, get us started, and I know Al played well too. You know, he, he, those two big guys did a great job. So that's uh, great for, for for Brian though. Yeah, the pennies got nicked today. Uh, um, Rashad calf tightened up a little bit, and uh, so we just decided it was you know, so early. This is keep him out of there. We have a couple guys, three guys, you know, that could play uh, past Chris, so that was all right. And we so we kept him out. Um, uh, Penny Hart uh, had a, a concussion of concern, so um, we had to keep him out, and uh, and he also had a concussion. Alert, you know, so we we don't know how serious those are until we really get some time on it. But uh, enough that we need to keep them out. So I'm not sure how long their longest pass was, but it didn't seem like Carson Wentz at any time to go down the field. Pass rush or the back the back end, which I felt like it worked together very well today. And, and you could, I, I thought we felt our pass rush much more than than we have, uh, like early this, you know, early in, in last season. Much more like it. We finished the year. Um, the back end, though. Definitely knocked down a couple different route concepts that allowed us to get to him, and, and the rush was was really consistent and persistent, and and uh, and it worked together really well. So I'm, it's a good start for us, really good start. You know, I, I let me say this too: I, I can't imagine not mentioning the couple plays that Jamal made today. Holy cow! Um, just exactly like I told him to do it. Um, <laughs> 
No, um, that's not right. But um, just remarkable plays, and he's got so many in him. I, I just can't wait for our fans to see him and be able to watch what he does and be able to see how he, he creates and stuff um, and the freedom that, that he, he uses to do that. It's really, really special. And uh, the, the, the fourth and one, we had three fourth down wins today, which were huge. And uh, the one on the sneak, you know, he was so obvious that it was really hard. That they didn't get the snap even, you know. So, and DJ Reed had a heck of a play to make, you know, to recover that fumble right there too. But um, I just thought Jamal, you know, that's what we come out to see. I mean, he, he jacks me up when I get to watch him play, you know, and I, I'm never going to get enough of that stuff. So, really cool. Taylor's sack on the other fourth down. Just what you yeah, about. yeah, big rush. He had he had a number of rushes. You can see when he get him with the, with the twelves, he's going to be twelves best friend now. When when they can get to, to roaring on third down and on the passing downs and get him the chance to get off, you can see how, how explosive he is coming off the football. He, he's going to have some big games. He'll have some big games where it'll be really hard for people to match him up, and uh, so I'm excited about that. It showed. Five defensive linemen. How much is that game specific, or how much is this going to a new thing that you have defensive? Linemen? Five defensive linemen. Well, we'll see. I don't know that we might might, might have been a, a mistake in the substitutions today. Um, well, <clears throat> the reason we're able to do that is because of the versatility of the players and the edge players, and and uh, so we've been. Developing that that ability all you know for a while now, and to, to see how flexible we can be, we have a number of guys that can all do it. So, um, you know, we didn't see a whole lot of Alton today, but he he's in that mix too. You know, so um, anyway, it's just it's just part of it. D DK Obviously, I'm not talking about it. Like you say, DK didn't. I think have a target in the first half that ends up with a big game. Yeah, we had some calls to him though. We just it just didn't happen, you know, and and. Uh, um, he had a good game. He had a really good game, and, and his mentality was great. Um, and even though he got the, the taunting penalty, you know he was he was stirring it up, and, and it, it caught him. But uh, he was totally clear, you know, and, and poised about it, and it just didn't work out quite the way he had planned. But uh, he had a good job, you know, hanging and coming back and making some big plays in the second half, and, and really the touchdown pass from him and Russ was. It's about as perfect as you can do it. Russ looked off perfectly and threw the bunch, ripped it to him, and hit him on the back of the end, end zone. And uh, there's a bunch of plays they're going to make what together. I'm sorry, the thought behind uh, deactivating LJ. Um, we, we had everybody healthy, and it just that just worked out with with the way we stacked it up this time around. You know, the, the, that thing is always in question every week. Um, so, which is part of the makeup for this game plan. Tight ends. How much more varied is your offense just the way you're using tight ends? Uh, well, there's a lot more to see. We haven't done all our stuff. You know, there's there's a lot to come. And it really, Gerald is such a versatile football player. You'll see him do all kinds of things. And, and uh, I got a touchdown pass today and all that. But um, he, he's going to do more. He'll do a lot more. He's got a lot of a lot of good stuff in him. Some happened with Ethan Posick at the end. He, yeah, he did. He he sprained his knee a little bit, and uh, um, we, we're not sure. You know how bad that is. We got to wait and see. Just kind of rotating him and Kyle there a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, that was part of the plan going in. Same with Jordan and Cody as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cody deserved to be out there, and so uh, I mean he had a fantastic pre you know preseason and all. And so we we had you saw there's a lot of rotations today. There's a lot of things that were happening. Rotate the nickels also, and and uh, so those guys are deserved to play. So that's what we're we're working with. Did you give any uh, special recognition to Radigan or say anything to him for? The Army guy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, no. Not yet. Totally just turned my back on him. No, he, he did, it was good. First ball game. He was really excited that he got a chance to play, and, and uh, he helped out. Uh, the special teams were 
extraordinary today. I thought the guys were so good. T intensity was so good. Mikey kicked the ball so well and placed it. And he had that one little uh, thing where he, he was trying to bait him into, but um, it didn't work. Um, no, that was not by design. That was a mistake. But special teams were, I just thought, excellent today against a really good special teams unit on the other side. So, and really good returners too. Anything? Yeah. I just want to just keep talking. It's okay. This was really fun today, so I'm 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 willing to keep going. You know. Do you think that Shane being on the field has some yes. matters like the chemistry he had with Russ today? Yes, I think it's really important. It was a decision <clears throat> that we, you know, we were we went into the uh, the off season talking about it, what we were going to do and how that was going to work out. And the more I saw how he communicates with everybody, the offensive line and the tight ends, receivers, and everybody, and, and how fluent he is. Uh, it, it just would be you lose an asset, you know, during the course of the game to not have him available for all of that, as well as, of course, the quarterback. So he's he's naturally should be on the field. That's that's clear. When we see a guy fumble and then you go right back to him the next series, is that a concerted effort, like to show your your faith in Chris? Uh, not necessarily, not necessarily. But we, you know, Chris got the ball punched out, and and uh, that was a, you know, a heck of a play by them. You know, and, and Chris worked so hard to take care of the football. That I wasn't going to let it phase the way we were proceeding. All right, that was your head coach, Pete Carroll, the 1-0 head coach. Spoke about a lot of good things. Proud of Shane Waldron. Monet had a great game. Uh, we're going to talk to the guys here. We're going to go to Jen in the locker room and more players stepping up to the podium. That is next on your Seahawks radio network. Uh, I mean, you know, that's how the game goes sometimes. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, we were putting points on the board, so that's all that matters and uh, came out with a win. Two touchdowns Tyler had in the first half. Amazing. Um, I mean, I was celebrating before he even got in the end zone. So, I mean, that's Tyler. This, this was our first chance to see you know, Waldron's offense in, in action. Was, was everything just clicking? Oh, yes, sir. Um, and I, I know we still had some mistakes, uh, you know, on film that we got to clean up. So I'm just excited to, uh, you know, clean up those mistakes and get back to work. What's different for you in this game? And what? In this offense, what's different or new for you? Um, I mean, I don't think anything's different. It's still football. I mean, it's still trying to scheme up the defense. So, I mean, just uh, Shane just coming in and, uh, you know, the, the hard work he puts in and uh, the coaches put in just to watch film, uh, you know, give us the best game plan to win. So, you know, I'm just excited, uh, you know, just to keep going on with, uh, in the season. What did they say you were taunting about on the average touchdown? <laughs> I mean, it's the first game, you know. Emotions got high. So, uh, yeah. I mean, what was it specifically besides celebrating teammates' touchdown? I mean, I can't remember, to be honest. I was just in the dude's face, excited that we scored. Can you take us through your touchdown catch? Um, I mean, yeah, it was a regular scene ball, uh, you know, that we worked on uh, back in San Diego and, you know, worked on it uh, all during the weekend. You know, just played out uh, perfect. Shane on the field, his chemistry isn't just with Russ, but he's communicating with everybody. How have you seen that already, just in the one game, impact the way he calls plays and the way you guys are able to, to execute it? Right. Uh, one thing about Shane that I like is I've never seen him mad. Uh, he's always level-headed, cool-headed, and, you know, very encouraging. So, I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, great on game day. Uh, and the way he communicates on the sideline is always, you know, positive, just like Russ. So, I mean, they're the, they're the perfect match for each other. You've been playing with Russ for a few seasons now. I mean, does it, 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 is this just kind of what you expect out of him games like this? All right. Uh, you know, every, everybody knows what they're going to get out of Russ. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to figure that out about Shane and Tyler. I mean, Chris Carson even played great. The O-line played great. So the defense was amazing as well. So, I mean, it was just, you know, a, a great game all around and just happy we got a win. What makes Russ's default different and so effective? Um, can't nobody track it except for his receivers. That's why we put in so much work during offseason. 
How tough is this um, offense to guard when you're getting the ball to tight ends like they did today uh, yourself, Tyler? When there's such a variety of pass catchers, right? I mean, when the often, I mean, when the ball spread around like we did today, and you know everybody's touching the ball, and Chris Carson's breaking long runs. I mean, it's hard to stop us because you don't know who's getting the ball next. Did you see Disley kind of toss the guy on the sideline? Yeah, I mean, I heard the crowd's reaction. I was still. You know, running uh, with my head down, but uh, I mean, even when Dis Gerald gets the ball, something good is bound to happen. What inspired the outfit today? Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Just going, going with a different celebrity each week together. I don't know yet, but I, I had this one planned out for a minute. No, sir. I'm sticking with blue. Are they easy to purchase outfit, or is that a special order? Why are you in my pockets, man? <laughs> I'm just playing. No, I ordered it. Yes, sir. No, I just ordered it. Exactly. Yeah, we could talk. You know, you want one? And why? Why do you like that hair color? Uh, so there's gonna be highs and lows to a season. Just stay cool-headed. Yeah. Thank y'all. All right, as um our friend here, Big Ray Roberts, his son would say that was Mr. DK Metcalf. Mr. DK. You gotta slow that DK D. part down. Okay. Mr. DK Metcalf. Gotcha, gotcha. That's how my son says it, so I adopted it. I gotcha. Four catches, sixty yards, he says. He likes Shane's demeanor on the sideline. He says he's never mad. He says he's positive. He's a clear communicator. Uh, that sounds good, especially with this generation. You can't, you can't go old school. You can't go more your days and, and grab the face mask and punch him in the chest like that. It's different. So it's nice when you have a quarterback and a coordinator on the same page. Yeah, I wouldn't grab anybody by the face mask. Or <laughs> I'd get my <laughs> butt kicked by those guys if, that, if we did that back then. But, you know, I always said you, you need to be who you are. You know, I mean, some guys do get mad. Some guys scream. Some guys are, are calm. It's, it, it obviously works for, the, for this generation, and DK likes it. And it, it, it does fit Russell Wilson's personality. He's a positive guy. Let's not worry about what just happened. Let's, let's try and solve this. You know, there, there's so many good things here. You know, I, obviously, offensively, I, I guess I'm just looking at some t- statistics here defensively man we held Jonathan Taylor to 3.3 yards a run and he was running hard yeah I mean it wasn't like you know we were just stopping him immediately I mean it was taking two or three of our guys to get him down but it to me it just showed the team pursuit um you know we did a really good job of, of securing the edges along the way there was a couple things that popped but their longest run was 12 yards there was the times I go hey we got to tighten the, the running game down and sometimes you think it is uh, but Certainly it's not. I mean, we they, they rushed 30 times for 113 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. That was a key going into this game, made them really one-dimensional. Yeah, our defense definitely rallied to the ball, man. They just looked so fast, man, yeah. just getting to the football, passing downs, running downs. But I want to go back to what DK uh, alluded to with the offensive coordinator, uh, and we talked about the similarities in personality with Russ and this generation, and I've always felt like, listen, I mean, it just kind of depends on who you are as an individual. I think great leaders are able to adjust to uh, who they're leading, what their personality is. Some guys can respond to some real hard coaching, and some guys respond better to more encouragement. But, you know, the head man in Pete Carroll, he's always about positivity, encouragement, right? He's never been a yeller or anything like that, I mean, throughout his entire career as coaching. So you want to talk about similarities and personalities uh, you know, that's where I would look at. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, that's a lot of the reason why things work so well. 
throughout this offseason in preparation and obviously show today into in, uh, in today's game. Yeah, I also think, too, you know, with, with the offense, um, as well as it played today, you know you still didn't see much of the whole package. Yeah. Because there's some things that they ran in the preseason they, haven't even, they didn't even run today. And there's some things, obviously, that we've seen uh, in practice and things that did, they didn't run today. And, uh, and so there, it felt like they opened the playbook a little bit and they kind of spread it out to the lead and then they shut it back down so they didn't have to show everything. And that's the thing that's exciting. You know, for, for all this production, for all the, you know, Turbin, you know, uh, Turbo talked about the number of receivers that touched the ball and then all the guys that carried the ball. And so you think about uh, all of that production and you haven't even seen all that they're going to do. Right. That's the thing that's really exciting about because we went into it saying that this is not going to be an easy game, it's going to be a tough game. You know, and there's a good opponent, a good first opponent. Could be a level set to kind of see kind of where you are and what you need to improve on. And uh, and I'm just excited about what this offense can still be, even though we saw what it could do today. You know, what I thought was interesting in this game too, because we talked a little bit about this last year. There was like three or four times where we're all watching the game and we went, "Ooh, you know, big hits." Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, "Wow, you know, physically today, defensively too." I mean, yeah. we we were getting after them. But offensively, just the way Carson ran, you know, I mean, he's a load anyways. And I thought the way the offensive line blocked, and that was just a physical game, going against a physical team. And that is something I felt like we've missed the last couple of years. I, you know, the speed you mentioned, Turbo. I mean, you know, throwing Daryl Taylor in there right now with Brooks, and, you know, it was just a very fast group defensively. Well, you get size in there. You know, now you're starting to get, you know, some serious thumping going on with that speed. So it, it it was fun to watch. The one critique I had at halftime, they cleaned up. They had five penalties. They ended the game with seven penalties. So they got better in the second half with two. Usually as you get tired, you get into that third, that fourth quarter, penalties start to happen. So that's a plus right there. You got a team, a veteran team. Can we call this a veteran team? I mean, your leaders have been in the league at least three years at this point. I think DK might be one of the younger leaders on this team, if you call him that. Uh, right. But uh, he's a leader when it comes to stats. So I like to see teams get sharper in the second half and kind of eliminate that. Now, Carson Wentz, man, um, he started off hot. I think he was 10 for 11 at one point, and then he started getting pressure. Like I mentioned earlier, these guys had 10 QB hits, 10 of them, and a lot of them were, were hard hits, man. Mm-hmm. Monet got after, Rasheem Green got after. What does that do to a QB once he gets smacked in the chin a couple times, Ray? Hey, well, you know, it, it's like any of us. If I got smacked in the chin a couple times, I'm going to be like double, <laughs> you know, I'm be thinking twice about what it is I'm trying to get accomplished. And so, you know, I don't know if, if he, you know, if he heard the footsteps, but it definitely messed up some throws and some of the timing of the throws we had to get out of the pocket, and that kind of messes things up. There's a few times where Daryl Taylor put a, put a hit on him where, mm-hmm. you know, he was right in the middle part of his throwing motion so that impacts the the flight of the ball when it's coming out and uh and so I I just really was you know that whole rotation I was excited to see what was going to happen with that today and I know Pete talked about it in the preseason because they have so many defensive ends that can get after the quarterback trying to find the right combination when to put them in at the right time and all those kinds of things and it seems like they were working it out today in a way that the that the that that unit was able to be super productive getting after the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it can certainly disrupt your rhythm, man. Anytime you're getting pressure on the quarterback, you know, it disrupts the rhythm of the offense. And then, you know, individually for Carson, man, you're thinking about it every time you drop back to, am I going to get hit this play? And it takes a lot of poise and and, and real mental fortitude uh, to be able to, you know, move on to the next play, block some of that history out of your mind as a game goes. Uh, but we know Carson has historically thought about some of those 
troubling plays throughout a football game can disrupt his confidence. You saw a little bit of that, of, of that today. But, you know, I don't want to just bash. I, I thought overall, you know, he, he played pretty well. Give our defense credit uh, for what they were able to accomplish today. Well, I thought, you know, after Carson fumbled, I mean, he came out angry. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came like that's not I, – I, I, mean, I, I thought he really took it to him. And uh, that was that was impressive. I forgot my other tra- – tra- tra- oh, I was just I was thinking of the physical plays. You know, again, I think after that fumble, I mean, he – I thought he changed just the the way the game was being played with his his physicalness. But that Will Disley play, you know, just the way he stiffed armed that guy. I mean, it was just like, like get out of my way. Looked at him, (laughs) yeah. Looked at him on the ground, like what you do, what you trying to do right now, what you thought this was. No, that was good stuff, man. Great physicality. We're gonna talk about a lot more, but right now, let's pause ten seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seahawks Radio Network. Seattle Seahawks Station, Cairo, Cairo Radio, the conversation, breaking news direct from the sidelines, and where the 12s hear the Seahawks, KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. Want to see Blue Thunder and the Seahawks dancers perform up close? Want to watch the Seahawks radio pregame show and check out the end zone stage live? Then American Family Insurance Touchdown City at Lumen Field Event Center should be a part of your game day routine. Open three hours before kickoff, so bring the whole family and experience the excitement. Okay, when we return, Tyler Lockett will step up to the podium. That is next on the Seahawks radio network. Look like they're playing single coverage outside. Russell looking for the snap. He gets it. Here comes the blitz. Russ going to let it fly down the middle of the field. Lockett is there. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett, we love you, baby. Looks back over his shoulder and finds a beautiful rainbow pass from Russell Wilson against the Blitz. A 23-yard touchdown strike, and the Seahawks go on top 6-3. That was Tyler Lockett. Four catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Let's go to Indy as he is stepping up to the podium. Take us through that first touchdown, kind of the adjustment you had to make on that one. Uh, Just being able to go back to the play. Um, Nickel blitzed um, outside of me, so we knew that it was kind of pressure that was coming. I tried to be able to kind of see who was going to be the one that was going to be guarding me, tried to get myself in position. And then after that, it was just trying to figure out where the throw was going to be at. And just the way that Russ threw the ball, I was able to adjust to it. And luckily, I was the only one that was able to when the DB had no chance. So to an extent, is there some freelancing to that play rather than being by design? You don't know necessarily where the quarterback's going to be throwing the ball at in that situation? No, I mean, I, I did my part. I, I did what needed to be done. It's, it was more so just Russ can put it wherever he needs to put it at. And so, I mean, he could have threw it all the way across the field if he wanted to. But, you know, when, when there's pressure that's coming, you got to be able to let it go. And as a receiver, you got to be able to adjust to wherever the throw is. And so that's the one thing that we just kind of learn whenever we go back is being able to, to understand defenses and understand when pressure's coming, ball's going to be out. What do you think about the balance of the offense? I mean, that was a goal and the tempo. Maybe you mix that in a little bit sometimes. What do you think about it all? Yeah, um, I thought we did phenomenal, man. Um, just being able to go into the game, understanding the coverages that they were running, understanding their tendencies, the philosophies, all the things that they were out there trying to be able to do. I thought we capitalized on it. We we adjusted to it. We ran the ball the way that we wanted to be able to run the ball. It opened up a lot of stuff on the, um, on play actions. We didn't always need to go deep. We, we went short at times. We went medium at times. I think that's the thing that's really going to help us out a lot because – um, as you go in, as you go into these next weeks and even next week, teams are going to try to game plan. They're going to try to stop certain types of players. But I think what we showed is that it doesn't matter who gets the ball. 
we're going to feed whoever and however based off of what it is that a defense chooses to give us. We're not going to force the ball to anybody. We're not going to try to to be too aggressive. I think the best thing that we've learned is just being able to take what the defense gives us, and, and that's what happened today. PK and Pete both raved about having Shane Waldron on the sidelines and the chemistry and the communication that he was able to develop. How did you see that play out today and play calling and how you guys executed yeah, it? I think it played out really well. Like Even when we're in meetings, like Shane is really, really smart. And just being able to listen to him um, if, if you don't know football or even if you think you know football, you'll learn a lot just by being able to listen to him, the way that he knows the game, the way that he understands defenses, the way that he puts people in certain places. He understands how to use defensive tendencies against themselves, like all those different types of things. And so I think for us as players, the more that we're able to just kind of take a back seat, listen, He'll be, he, be, he will be able to put us in the positions that need to be done. And so we just go out there and we just kind of run it. But it allows us to play a lot faster and a lot freer when you kind of have an idea and understanding of what the defense is going to do and what it looks like. The long touchdown didn't look like you broke stride at all on that one. I mean, we've talked a lot over the years about Russell Wilson's deep ball, but how, where's that one ranked? Did he throw up to you there? Oh, that was a great throw. <laughs> that was a great throw. Um, you know, he put it right there on the money. Um, even when I was out there, I said he threw a dime. You know, that was a a, a pretty ball. <laughs> Being able to run and look under it, but you, at the same time, you're like, can you drop? Can you drop? Like, because you don't know where the defender is. You just kind of feel him based off of how you're running. But it was a great throw. Um, even before that, you know, we had the, we had got that sack, um, and before that, we had got a penalty. And I think the biggest thing was we caught him slipping. And you know, some teams would just be like, you know what? We'll get the ball back at halftime. Let's just be able to just take a knee, get what we got to get, and go go to the half. And unfortunately, that's not what we're about. And so we took advantage. We trusted Russ. We trusted the coaches. And it put us in a great position. Were you afraid you were going to hit the back judge there? He, he oh, no. Oh, I did? I had no idea where he was at. Maybe, no. Maybe from your perspective. I had no idea. They probably would have threw a flag on him. Oh no, no conversation about him. The play that he made, I haven't, but I'm sure I'll go look for it now, or somebody will be able to show me. Oh yeah, see, hopefully I don't get called in that office for some, unless it's for something good. Catching a ball over—I mean, you looked over one shoulder, looked over the next, then you peeled. That's a difficult athletic feat. Uh, I just think it's practice and preparation, man. Like, even when I was in pregame and I was working on just being able to try to, you know, catch deep balls and stuff. Um, one of the things that I almost didn't do, and I, you know, I ended up doing it anyway, was being able to have Nate, our receiver coach, just throw the ball up in the air, and I'm just kind of looking, looking up in the air, trying to be able to find it. And who would have knew that I was going to have one of those throws today? So, you know, I'm happy that I was able to to be able to work on that before the game. And luckily, I got a chance to be able to make a catch about it. On the long one, how hard was it to keep your balance and make it into the end zone? You know, usually the last, what, six years when I make a catch or something, usually if somebody touches me, you know, I'm falling. So I was I was really happy that I was able to catch, keep my balance and being able to just keep control of the ball and being able to run in the end zone. I really thought it was a cool play. And, you know, I'm really happy with not going down to the ground. Um, that's something that I'm, I'm trying to work on, knowing when to do it, when not to do it. But, you know, I'm really happy that I was able to keep my balance. On the 
thought in between the series, is Shane talking to just the rest of the quarterbacks or is he talking to the entire offense? Um, I'm sure he's talking to everybody. You know, he, he makes his trips. He, he makes his rounds to go talk to whoever he needs to talk to to be able to let people know, hey, this is what we see. This is what we plan on doing next drive all that different type of stuff. And if you don't see him doing it, then he's going to wait until halftime to be able to kind of talk to us as we adjust to whatever it is that the team is giving us when we're out there on the field. What's his demeanor like? Calm. He seems like a real calm person. I don't know if he's calm internally when it comes to, you know, just the different feelings and emotions he can have out there. But, you know, outwardly, he looks very calm. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And when you see somebody that's like that, being able to be calm and call the plays and understand why he's calling it and what he's calling, it allows you to feel more comfortable as you're out there being able to play and run around. Because he's never seen a mad. Have you ever seen Shane mad? Um, no, I haven't really seen him mad. Hopefully we never get to see that side. But, you know, football brings out a lot of different emotions. So I'm sure the way that we see him controlling everything now won't be any different if he, even if he does get mad. Would you say like a characteristic of Shane's offense is like having plays that look the same, but like can go to different guys? You know what I mean? Like just sweep stuff, like go to D, go to Chris. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing that makes it unique is that we have such a sense of creativity. You know, when it comes to our offense, just being able to understand that we all are interchangeable in the offense. So just because you see me doing one thing doesn't mean that I'm always do that. You know, just because you see DK or Freddie or Penny or Dwayne, whoever's out there, we're all interchangeable. So, you know, that's the that's the biggest thing when teams come and they try to scout us and they try to figure out, okay, when Tyler's here, then he's gonna do this. That's not true. You know, we're we're gonna switch stuff up as we go into games, we're gonna switch stuff up based off of playing style, all that different type of stuff. And so it just makes it harder for teams to be able to try to figure out, okay, when Tyler lines up here, we know that this is his route. No. We're going to try to make everything look the same, whether we run the ball, whether we pass the ball, and we're going to be interchangeable in our philosophies of who runs what route and why and how. And that's what I think is going to make us great. Did you feel like the Colts were on their heels in that regard? Yeah, I did. I thought that we did a great job being able to move the ball, especially those first two drives. I think we scored on those first two drives. And, you know, then we finally got a drive where we, we weren't able to, to get it, but it was third and three you know, third and five. So you didn't really see too many of those third and tens, third and twelves. And that's the stuff that used to hurt us a long time ago. And so being able to have that, we didn't have as many penalties that shot us in the foot. You know, usually that's, that's what happens. We, we have penalties over and over, but we were able to overcome the penalties that we did have. We were able to look really good and, and get comfortable when we were out there as an offense. You know, I think that was a big third down Russell had um, on the first drive. If we went three and out, we're still trying to figure out how to be able to get you know ourselves into the game. They just held the ball for almost 10 minutes. And so being able to get that first down allowed us to continue to get the feel of the game, continue to get the drive. And then after that, we was able to get clicking. Anything else? Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Thanks Tyler. Tyler. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, that was Tyler Lockett. The kid had a game, four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. The theme that we're hearing out of these receivers is that Shane Waldron is a very smart dude. All right, very encouraging. Okay, 
Bring back the jerseys and game day gear. Refresh your Seahawks style at the Pro Shop. Find the 2021 Nike Sideline Collection, exclusive hats from New Era, player jerseys, and more. Shop online anytime at Seahawks.com slash Pro Shop. All right, we still got a lot to go. Russell Wilson is going to step up to the podium soon. And I'll talk to these guys, get some more analysis. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. Yeah, I think the chemistry between Shane and I was great. It's terrific tonight. Um, it's been great all offseason. We spent a lot of time really working on the game and working on what we want to do. And we have a great mixture of all the great things we've done in the past. So we've done a lot of great things. Uh, we, we can't take that for granted. We've done some really, really special things over the years. And then we also, you know, all, all the things that Shane has done, you know, around the world. Uh, you know, he's with the Patriots. He's with... Um, you know, the Shanahan tree or whatever. He was been with Sean McVay. And, you know, so I think he's got a great understanding of the game. He's so knowledgeable. I told you guys earlier in the week, he's like the wizard, you know. Um, so, and, and he's, you know, I have a lot of control too at the same time. So we're all working together. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it was a great game tonight, you know, and a great, really great defense too. I mean, that defense is one of the best in the league. Um, so I thought we played really well. I thought the line did a tremendous job. Give me enough time to make some throws and some really special things that guys were doing. Uh, deep ball to Tyler. That was really cool. Uh, right before the half, we, um, you know, DK on that seam route um, from on the left side. And just, you know, um, all that hard work we've been putting in. I thought Gerald played great. I thought guys all touched the ball. It was a really exciting night. And I think the tempo that we played with, um, I know you guys wanted to kind of see what we were going to do and this and that. But I thought we played with great tempo. I thought we also were, were, were able to control the game, but yet still be explosive, still get the ball out quick and, and do all the, the plethora of things that we can do. There's nothing we can't do. And so, I think that it, um, it always starts with the offensive line. They did a great job tonight. And then I think from there, we got a lot of playmakers. You know, we got a lot of guys that can catch the football and make plays and also run it really well. Chris Carson had a great night, too, uh, running the ball physical, too, as well. So um, we can get better. That's a good thing. You know, that's the thing. And uh, every game is going to be a challenge. Um, we have we have a great schedule ahead of us, and um, you know to come out. You know, for me, I, I was telling C last night. It was uh, <clears throat> you know, and this morning, it's kind of surreal for me because I, you know, waking up across, you know, at the JW Marriott across the hotel, you know, and, and looking over and seeing the stadium, Lucas Oil. You know, I go back to, you know, sitting, you know, in that same similar position in a way, and wondering what God had for me. You know, wondering where I'd go, what would happen, and everything else roughly 10 years ago. And to be here, um, you know, 10th year going, coming in again and, and uh, to be with like, such a great team and just to be so grateful to be able to, to keep doing this, you know, what I love to do, um, to put so much time and energy to it all off season, all the hard work, everything that you've been doing and, and uh, the mindset of just around winning and what, what it takes to win and, and do everything we can. And um, it's kind of surreal to be here in year 10 again, right here, the first, you know, my first game here, you know, in year 10. So. Um, you know, I just I'm, I'm grateful that God's given me the opportunity to play this game, uh, to be around such great guys um, and coaches and just um, just really enjoy it. And our fans were great tonight, too. That was really cool to see all the fans back. You know, it was, it was loud out there and to have our fans there, too, to participate in it was really special. Yeah, we can definitely hear. We can always hear the Seahawks fans. You know, we can always hear the 12s. They were loud as could be, especially at the end of the game, especially in certain moments when we hit those big touchdowns and everything else. They just they roar like no other. Um, so that was really special tonight too, as well. And um, um, you know, it's just cool to be back. You know, we haven't had fans for a year. You know, so uh, to be able to experience that again, to feel that again, home or away, it was really cool. And now we get to go back home, the, the best place in the world. And so uh, it, it'll be fun. How much did you only show today? 
well, if I told you then, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I can't tell you that, but that's a great question. Um, you know, there's so much we can do. I mean, we, we have a lot more that we can do, um, you know, to, to, to be really precise on everything that we wanted to do tonight. Um, guys were hitting all their details. I mean, just the small details of what we wanted to do. Um, guys really taking the coaching points um, and kind of feeling what I'm seeing and everything else. And this is why we got to do it this way right here because it's going to, boom, there it is. Like the touchdown to DK, was, I mean, it was perfect. I mean, we spent probably an hour and a half one day on, on just seam routes and just spending time together early in the morning in San Diego. I mean, just, it literally came to life. It, that's, that's like the best part, you know, when you get to spend that much time on stuff and visualize and I'm watching on the film, you're, you know, critiquing what I could have done different or that, that guy could have done different. And Hey, if we do this like this, it'll, and then it shows up. It's, that's the, that's the mastery that we want to get to of, of, of the thought process and the plan and everything else. And so it showed up tonight and, you know, the great thing is that was a huge win, but it doesn't mean anything yet. We got a lot more to do, and uh, we, we want to keep improving on it, and we want to keep growing off of that. It shows what we can do against a great defense. I mean, you know, I, I think they're one of the best defenses in the game, you know, the Colts. And so to be able to do that tonight against a really good scheme that they have was really special. Russell, if you have a defense take away something, you're more equipped now than you've ever been to give something else. It just takes yeah, I think we're, we're equipped to do a lot of different things. And I think um, <clears throat> I think Shane's world and, and, and also kind of where we're continually evolving what we want to be able to do and all the pieces that we have and all the guys that we have, it's really cool because I think that um, obviously we can take our shots, we can do the mid-range game, we can do the quick game, we can run the ball extremely well, we can mix it up, we can get on the edge, and there's really nothing we can't do. So I think that what we have to do is we, if we can – continue on the details you know I think that like I told you guys earlier in the year I mean we could be one of the best offenses if not the best in, the, in football and so that's our mission that's our goal but more than anything else the, the number one mission is to win every week and so um you know to be able to come out come out year 10 uh for for me personally but then also too for our team to get back on track and to feel great about it and know know that we're going against a great playoff defense and play the way we did was really special and, and the great thing is there's still some things we can do better in 20 it's late so it might just kind of be safe there and try to get to halftime. How much do you like that play call there to just take a shot? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, anytime, uh, you know, anytime Tyler can uh, run real fast, it's a good thing. You know, he, uh, I just threw a deep high moon ball to him again, and he just runs right underneath it. You know, it's a pretty thing that he can do. Um, you know, that was a huge play for us. Um, you know, we had, I think, I think we had the screen right before that, I believe. I think that was the same possession. And we got the holding call. I believe that was the same one. Um, and then, uh, so that was a big play. And then we came back and said, okay, what are we going to do now? And let's, let's, let's look for it. And if we find it, you know, look at it and, and throw it deep. And so uh, he made a great play. Uh, I thought he had a great game. How good is it to be? We always see the throw and the catch, but for that play to develop, the guys up front got to Yeah, they showed me the, the clip in the, uh, in the locker room of, of that play, you know, the deep ball to Tyler. And just how, how, how good the protection was and how solid they were. And I was able to drop back and hold the defense and, and kind of move and slide and kind of look away and, and kind of do, do my thing there and just let Tyler run underneath of it. You know, um, like, I, I, like I said, I think he's, you know, I said this outside, but he's kind of like a Willie Mays out there, man. He can run anything down. Maybe he's like, maybe he's like Griffey. I don't know. He, Seattle thing. But uh, he, he can really find the ball, track the ball really well. Um, and that's, that's one of the things he does best. Guys were backed up there. Did, did you lobby to kind of keep the, the foot on the gas, or was Shane already in that? Uh, when you said we're backed up, you mean just second point before the small back? Yeah, I mean, I think we were both on the same page. I mean, just play ball. You know, we we've still we've still had some time on the clock. Anytime there's time on the clock, it's a good thing. You know, it's possible. You know, so uh, that was a kind of our mindset there. 
to Tyler. What did you see there? They brought extra pressure, and it looks like that's a play that's not necessarily by design. And Tyler said he didn't necessarily know where the throw was going to be. So, so what was going through your mind there? Uh, well, not saying too much detail. Um, just film study, honestly. You know, just knowing that uh, they, they do a great job disguising. Like I said, they're one of the top defenses, and they did a great job disguising and everything else. And I had a feeling that that's what they were going to do, go cover zero and kind of change it up a little bit. Sure enough, they did. Uh, key situation. Um, Tyler just does a great job. We've hit that before. Um, you know, I threw it high enough so he could react. Once again, I was really amazed. Griffey thing, just give him a chance to track it down and, and find the ball. He made a beautiful catch. And so um, it was another good job on the protection part of it, too, to give me enough time to get it off. Because if you notice, I think Leonard and somebody else were right, kind of right there. So I had to get it up off of my wrist and get it to him. Um, and. Uh, I guess it's a al little alley-oop to Tyler. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, he, made, he made a great play. That needed to be figured out between you and Shane in this regular season was where he's going to call plays from. He was on the sidelines today. How did that benefit? How did you like having him there? Yeah, you know, it doesn't affect me either way if he's up top or sideline. But I, I think it's, you know, it, it's always cool when they're on the sideline just because they feel the energy. The coach, you know, the, the OC, you get to you get to feel the energy of, you know, when you're up there in the box and you get to see everything. But, you know, when the guy scores a touchdown and then you don't get to you don't get to feel that part of it as much. Um, so that's that's really cool. That interaction, that fun part of it all. Um, I think that that's what matters. And I think you know, Austin Davis does a great job too. We're always talking, Gino and myself. We're always talking. You know, um, and Austin all, all about plays and thoughts and ideas, um, and so the dialogue is really, really great. You know, I think that's that's the most important thing. We're always communicating. We're never taking a playoff. There's never a moment we're taking off um, when we're on the sideline, or whatever. We're trying to learn. We're trying to see something. We're trying to get a new idea, a new thought. And I think that's just um, you know that's what ball playing is about. You know, we're going to be out there for three and a half hours. Let's max out every second. Let's max out every minute. And so that's what we were able to do. Uh, he obviously didn't have a target in the first half, but then really got going. Was there an emphasis on trying to include him more as the game went on, or what was your thought there? We're always trying to include DK. I mean, he's such a great player, you know. Um, they, they were, you know, we they were kind of double the first, really the first uh, first quarter. I think they ran like. 10 minutes, 11 minutes off the clock. So we didn't, we didn't really have the ball the f in the first quarter. Second quarter, we had the ball a little bit more. We tried to get them the ball, but they covered them on a few of them. They, they double teamed them or whatever. Um, and so we found other guys that were just open. And that's the good thing. We got a lot of guys that can catch and make plays. Um, you know, Disley made a sweet catch. He made a great one. It's good to get him the ball, a few other guys. Um, so that's just kind of how it played out in the second half. Um, you know, they're trying to find different ways to stop us, and we were able to uh, get, get him the ball and let him do his thing. And so that touchdown that he caught was a beautiful thing. What did you think of Disley's stiff arm? Oh, that was sweet. He just kind of threw him by, manhandled him, threw him by. And he's been doing that, you know, since the first game he ever played. You know, I remember in Denver, the first game, I hit him across the middle on the on the post route, and he just kind of threw everybody off of him. You know, he's a, you know I don't know if it's a Montana thing or what, but he, he's, he's able to do it. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what it is. I think the details of that route and the, that play and that thought process and the angle of it. I mean, it's it's it was to perfection. I mean, it's a, it's a teach tape one, you know, just to know you know what he's seeing, what I'm seeing, you know, all the the whole thing coming together. It's it's a uh, it's a beautiful puzzle, you know, and you have to be able to put it all together, and that's what makes football so exciting and so special from my vantage point, is because it all works together, you know, all comes together. Um, from the from the guys up front block and doing a great job to to the guys running their routes and being precise and being able to move the safety and come back to, you know it's just all of that coming back coming together as one um, made that special and his timing on that was was perfect. How does being under center more open up uh, more options for the offense? 
Yeah, I think, you know, we can mix it up from the gun under center. We can do all the things we want to do from running the ball to passing it to uh, throwing it quick to taking our shots. You know, I think all those um, scenarios. So we want to keep the, the defense guessing. We want to constantly have them question who's getting the ball, where's it going, what, what are they doing, and we were able to do that tonight. So, um, and I think that's what we can really bring, to, you know, to this season. The hills were guessing. What does that look like in a game? <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, you can you can kind of smell, uh, you know, uh, you can kind of smell the blood in the water in a way, when the defense gets you know tired or they're thinking and processing. So to be able to sense that, feel that, know that, to go after it, um, I think that's always a good thing. Um, and staying in that attack mode, you know, and uh, that's what we're able to do. That's why we're able to get a huge win. What do you think of how it worked out? I thought it was really smooth. I thought everything that we did up tempo was great. I thought we executed on everything, every play that we wanted. Um, and, uh, you know, it's something that I've always loved and it's something I've always been, I think, f pretty great at. You know, I think that we can, you know, as we continue to to, to do that, it's going to really be challenging on the defense, you know. But also, too, able to slow it down and change it up and do all those things, too. So the good thing is we can call anything, you know, uh, no huddle, tempo, all that. We can call every play we have in the playbook and knowing and, and really challenging the defense in that sense, and that's what we did tonight. The first option on, on his touchdown. I, I mean, is that an example, I guess, of how guys can get – I mean, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I kind of moved the defense away, and then here Disley was really kind of number one, kind of looking at him. And then here comes the guy underneath. Here that was that was Gerald, and Tyler was number number four in the progression. Boom! Here he comes around. So I think I think that um, I think that that was just uh, you know perfect play call, you know, and just um, perfect situation for Gerald. He's got great hands, so you just flick it to him, he'll catch it easy, and he made a great play against Leonard and got in there. First unit not playing at all in the preseason. Were you surprised you were able to click so well in the first game, or did you see that developing in camp? I saw it developing in camp. You know, I, last year, I mean, people talk about the priests and how you know, how important it is, and everybody questions it. You know, and it, and it is important, especially for guys like myself who, you know, trying to get, you know, when I was, you know, a rookie or young guy trying to get, get in there. I think that when we have mature guys and guys who really take their job serious in the offseason along the way, um, I mean, we, we take our job very serious and all the time that we spend, like I, I mentioned earlier, you know, all the time we spend on details and talking ball and all the Zoom calls too and all the conversations, all the texts and all the study and all the work in San Diego or, you know, California, wherever we are, it's just like all that time. And then we, when we get together, we're going to be intentional. We're not going to waste any moments, any time. And, that's part of my job too, right? Is making sure that you know if we're going to do something, we're going to do it at the highest, highest level every day. There is no other option. And so I think that um, for us in practice, <clears throat> you know, every day is a championship practice. We're preparing for something. I mean, that's just that's just our mentality. So the reps that we get in practice should feel harder and almost better than the game. And that's just that's how we want to make it every time. And so, um, you know, and also, too, you know, and, you know, usually in preseason, you know, may only get one possession, you may only get five plays and five plays are going to make it break your season. I think the biggest thing, though, is all of us being healthy, being ready to roll. And that was really key for us. Um, and that was really great for us along the way, too, as well. And so we felt great. I think a lot of it was a lot of the time that we spent, you know, you know, talking and communicating and doing that really well. And uh and guys just spending time working. You know, it's you can't mistake the work. You know, that's just that's just what it is. Anything else, guys? Thanks, Russ. Thank you guys so much. Go Hawks. Yep, thank you. All right, that was Russell Wilson. He was 18 of 23, 254 yards, four touchdowns. First quarterback in NFL history to open up the season with four touchdowns and back-to-back -back seasons. Very impressive. 
Our quarterback review was brought to you by Verizon. With 5G built right for the Seahawks, Seattle can scream, stream, and share every play in Verizon 5G quality. All right, lots more to do when we get back. We'll go down to the locker room with Jen Mueller, and I'll talk to my guys here. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Russell looking for the snap. Gets it from the shotgun. Now looks. Now steps back. Now fires inside. It's Everett. He dives in. Touchdown, Seahawks. Welcome to Seattle, Mr. Everett. They named a city after you north of Seattle for scoring a touchdown. A nine-yarder, and the Seahawks go on top 13-3. Nice connection, Russell Wilson to Gerald Everett. Nice to see the new weapon really uh, get involved in the offense today. Now, we just heard Russell Wilson talk. Obviously, he's in a great mood. He talked about Shane Waldron and the chemistry that they have. But he also mentioned that he's got more control at the line of scrimmage. For those who don't know Big Ray, what exactly does that mean? Well, it just means that he has uh, uh, more freedom to make changes at the line of scrimmage based on what the defense is is, is presenting. So maybe they, they send in a play, he gets to the line of scrimmage, and the defense presents something else, or he – he can get to a play that where they can take advantage of uh, of some other matchup, and he has the freedom to make that change. And we can we heard a little bit at, of it at the beginning of the game when you hear him say "easy, easy, easy." That's usually he, he's changing the play in that situation. And so sometimes what they were doing may not have looked a lot different than what you saw last year, but some of the mechanics to get to how they're going to do things and what they're going to do, their processing is a little bit different. And I can't say that Russell has always had that type of complete control at the line of scrimmage to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's two different ways you can do it. You have, like, an alert, 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 which means normally there's, like, two plays called, you know, in the huddle. So, you know, you're going to alert, then you're going to go the opposite way. Easy, easy, you know, you're really going to change something. You might even move a back or move a receiver or a tight end to the other side. Uh, And so, you know, you have that freedom uh, to really do something with your offense depending on, like you said, uh, what the defense is doing. And, you know, he hasn't really always had the freedom to do that earlier in his career. Um, he hasn't always felt comfortable uh, doing that uh, earlier in his career. Uh, he's one of those players that has always kind of liked to let the coaches coach. You know, he's going to do his job as a quarterback, play the game, let the coaches coach. But uh, I think because of his relationship seemingly with Shane and how they're developing amongst one another, Shane is like, listen, listen, man, you know, you're you're a premier quarterback. Go be that. I don't. I don't want to control you. I want you to be Russ and mm-hmm. and and do your thing. You saw that he felt really comfortable today. I mean, he looked really comfortable today, and he was really decisive. You know, oftentimes we talked about him holding the ball. We didn't see that yeah, today. We he got the ball out. He was doing his thing, Paul. Yeah, I, I thought the two things that that popped up for me was he just how quick we got out of the huddle. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it wasn't like we were in a rush. It's just the play call was to them. So there were 17 seconds. By the time he gets to the line of scrimmage, is around 15. And so you saw him early on when he would see a front or, or some type of defense that he, he was checking out of. And, and so I think what this offense allows him, and maybe this is Waldron's way of saying, hey, my way of doing an offense gives you options. I need you to be able to take advantage of those mm-hmm. options. So we're not calling just a play. You know, it's not just a check with me type of thing. It's a, you know, we're going to the game plan with two options, and you're a big part of that. Whatever it is, Russell looked really comfortable. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I, again, he seemed happy. Obviously, you're going to be after the first game and, you know, play as well as they did. You know, we're, we'll be some bumps in the road as we go. Tennessee's not a great defense next week so i think this this train's going to keep going for a while 
Uh, but that again, that's as that's as impressive opening game on the road as you can get versus an eleven and five team last year with a great defense. Russell is in control in 12s. We're just seven days away from the home opener, and the Seahawks are welcoming home the 12s in style with a pregame concert from Seattle artist Michael Moore and Aaron Jones. Get your tickets for Sunday, September 19th, against the Tennessee Titans at Seahawks.com slash tickets. Okay, when we come back, we'll go down to the locker room where Jen is standing by with Brian Monet and Carlos Dunlap. Your Hawks beat the Colts 28-16. to They're 1-0. Two receivers near side. Seattle loads up the line of scrimmage. Play fake to Taylor. Wentz gets hit deep and goes down. And Dunlop just comes off the outside and doesn't stop until he plants Carson Wentz. All right, that was Monet. Lots of plays made down on the field for the Seahawks. And now we're going into the locker room where Jen Miller is standing by with Carlos Dunlap and Brian Monet. What was the general game plan against the Colts when you didn't really know what to expect with Carson Wentz? main thing was just to stop the run. That was our goal coming in. You know, like Coach Norton says, nobody runs the ball on us. So that was the goal, stopping the run. That is really tough to do, though, when Taylor runs the way he does and gets so many yards after contact. What kind of challenge is he? It was a good challenge. It was, it was really a good challenge for our, the D-line. Uh, Coach Hurd talked about it all week. So, we were, yeah, we were trying to stop the run. Hey, shout out to Carlos. We- no, no, shout out to you. Shout out to Five the- tackles, QB hit. <laughs> well, then, Carlos, what impressed you most about Brian's game? The way he dominated the center. Um, he demanded two guys on him, and that allowed the edge guys to do what they did today. Brian, we were talking about Jonathan Taylor and what a challenge he is. What changed their first offensive drive to the second? Because defense looked like it tightened up. Uh, just uh, the, our leaders, Carlos and Bobby, talking to us on the sidelines to get everything going. So that was the main thing, just try to get every, everybody on the same page. All right. You are off the hot seat. We'll let you go and enjoy sure, this one, sure. Brian. But, Carlos, you're going to slide in. Don't go anywhere, folks. We still, we still have to talk to him. Carlos, you did get to the quarterback. Yeah, a but, few guys got to. Well, yeah. well wait, what, what's a yeah but right there? It's a two-point play so it don't count it was still impressive right it was still impressive appreciate it yeah what was there you talked about brian monet and his effort you had three different guys get to the quarterback today what was impressive and what allowed that to happen uh the the rotation you know um you're going out there you're setting up your rushes and the guys coming in hot fresh and getting home that's the we got two groups of rushes defensively what changed as the game went on and I know offense put up a lot of points so that yeah. last drive I'm kind of throwing out there right yeah. but but you were able to react and, and read things differently yeah absolutely uh, like you said about that first drive it was a bend don't break you know teams gonna come out and, and have you know a great you know one two three whatever and uh, they got us they had us on our heels but we settled down and didn't let them in what does it say that the Colts averaged five yards of play in the first half uh, average five yards a player. If it's versus, if it's run plays, then that's not good because our goal is to hold them under three. So uh, that's not good enough for us. But um, how many plays, depending on how many plays they had, then I guess that's somewhat decent if you're talking about overall yards. Boy, I was really going with a the positive there. You took that We're in stingy. a different We're way. We're stingy. Lastly, what did you want to see from the defense today? What did we see from the defense just overall? Um, I think we – Got off the field on third down. That's one big thing that we wanted to, to have and to do. We wanted to get sacks, hits, and pressures on the quarterback all day long. Um, and then you, uh, we wanted to dominate the run. I think we 
they got a great running back group, and they did not want to run it because of that big fella that was just before me, Monet, Big Al. Big Al was dominating inside, too. Now, we got a one-two of dominating guys inside. And then you got the speed guys coming and bending around the edge, you know? It, it was fun to watch that one. Go enjoy, Carlos. Bump, we'll that. get that back to you. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jen. Sounds fun down there in that locker room. When we return, we will do a Titans preview. They lost to the Arizona Cardinals today, 38-13. That's coming up next on your Seahawks radio network. Second down and 20. Russ steps up in the pocket, and he's going to let fly deep downfield. Got a man open locking. 10-5. Stumbles. He's in. Touchdown, Seahawks. On a second down and 20 after a sack, Russell Wilson rears back and lets it fly. 69-yard touchdown, Tyler Lockett, his second score of the day. Holy catfish, this offense is explosive. Our call of the game is brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. Stop freaking, call Beacon. All right, let's move on. Want to know these Hawks are now the Tennessee Titans are going to come to town real quick. Ryan Tannehill was 21 to 35, 212 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Derrick Henry, 17 carries, 58 yards, no touchdowns. Julio Jones only had three receptions. A.J. Brown got into the end zone with a score, but not what we were expecting when we uh, looked at this matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the Tennessee Titans. Turbo, Derrick Henry did get going. I don't think he's going to do that two weeks in a row. Well, listen, you know that they're uh, they're going to hang their hat on the run game. And for them to be able to have any type of success this season, Derrick Henry is going to have to get off. Now, obviously, he doesn't need to run for 2,000 yards like he's done in the past. But, you know, for this offense to find some sort of rhythm, uh, he's definitely the beaten potatoes uh, to get this thing going. It'll be a huge test for our defense. Uh, you know, they got some pretty good receivers, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. Obviously, we know what Julio Jones has done over the course of his career. A.J. Brown, a substantial receiver in this league, and Derrick Henry obviously can run the football. Uh, you know, we did well against the run game today. Uh, it'll be an elevated presence next week going up against Derrick Henry. Good test for our defense. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I mean, it's going to be the same game plan defensively as it was today. They, they're going to have to focus on – Stopping the run, and uh, because if that thing gets going, whew, it can it can once that guy gets uh, confidence and and that offensive line gets confidence, that that run game can be tough to stop. But uh, I I think you know the way our offense can be, the Seattle Seahawks offense can be explosive and get points on the board quick, and that offense is hard to play from behind for the for the Titans. So it's going to be important for the Seahawks to come out on fire on offense and then ready to be physical and stop the run on defense. I, I look Tennessee was. Fifth worst defense last year. Gave up a ton of yards. Struggled to put pressure on the quarterback. I'm looking at statistically here. I mean, Cardinals had their way with them. You know, both rushing and and throwing the football. They they threw it for 280 yards. We we should put points on the board next week. And if they're not going to beat us running the football, I don't think. You know, unless again Henry, you know, he 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 could be a problem. But I like the way we played defense today against the run. And the team we played today had a really good running attack, and we shut it down. I like our chances, fellas. I like our chances. Starting September 19th, all fans age 12 and over will be required to provide proof of COVID-19 vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test result within 72 hours prior to kickoff to attend the Seahawks game at Lumen Field. Fans can display these by either showing their actual vaccine card or by displaying a digital version or a photo of their card. 
Negative test results can be shown as a printed hard copy or as a digital version displayed on their phone. Children under age 12 are not required to provide a negative test for entry. Current state and local mask mandates for large public gatherings require that all fans wear masks at all times, except while actively eating or drinking, regardless of vaccination status. For more information and frequently asked questions, visit Seahawks.com health and safety. All right. Today's final score, Seahawks 28, the Colts 16. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Studio coordinators Matt Nelson and DJ Wilder. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network, Nasser Chobie. The Seahawks return home to Lumen Field next Sunday to battle the Tennessee Titans. Pre-game coverage begins at 10 a.m. on our Seattle Seahawks station, 11 a.m. on the Seattle Seahawks Radio Network. For our Seattle station, we are another hour of Have Talk. But if you are leaving us, thanks for listening. For Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin, I'm Michael Bumpus. Seahawks win 28-16 over the Colts. Talk to you guys next week. Welcome to Hawk Talk. I am Michael Bumpus along with Ray Roberts, Paul Moyer, and Robert Turbin. And now we are joined by the Professor John Clayton. John, what do you think? First reactions? Uh, they look like a Super Bowl team. I mean, that's that's how good they looked. And all the people around the country that have had this team is like the third best team in the division or the ESPN simulator that had it with five wins. Look how wrong they look because I think what you were able to see is, you know, they've added to a good team that won 12 games last year. And so here they go on the road. Uh, they, you know, the, the linebacking core I thought did sensational. I mean, Jordan Brooks and Robert and uh, Bobby Wagner combined for 24 tackles. You know, Cody Barton did a lot of good things. But I think the big thing is, look at that pass rush. I mean, they constantly put pressure on uh, Carson Wentz to a point that you could just see how beat up he was during the course of the game. Now, I know Carson's now 0-6, including a one playoff loss against the Seahawks. But again, you can see how they contained him. I also give a lot of credit to Ken Norton Jr. because he was very creative in being able to stop the run. Because when the game started off, you know, they, when you go nickel, they gave the ball to Jonathan Taylor, and Taylor was gaining some yards. So then what they started to do was mix things up and occasionally go with three defensive tackles, and all of a sudden they were getting virtually nothing on the running game. So, I mean, this was a great game for the defense, and naturally we'll talk about the offense because I think you can see that, uh, as Pete Carroll says, he's never seen chemistry come together on an offense as quickly as this one. Hey, John, you know, for a lot of people, you know, looking at this offense, and and they may say, like, man, I I don't really see a – a big difference in different in things, but what did you see that was different? And then what did you see that was different about Russell Wilson? Well, I, I think the big difference is I, I think you can see, you know, with the two tight ends set as often as they use that, where really I think uh, it, when you're talking about who's the third receiver, it's probably going to be, you know, one of the tight ends. And so it's like, uh, you know, and certainly we know we got two wide receivers, Penny Hart and uh, Dwayne Eskridge, that got concussions today. But I think what you also looked at is, you know, the movement that they had, the guessing games that the defense had to play, whether it was going to be a running play or a passing game. But I think the big thing, and even though, again, I didn't have a clock to be able to do it, and uh, for some reason, Next Gen hasn't posted anything yet, I'm, I'm getting the feeling that Russell got rid of the ball in about 2.5 seconds as opposed to the 2.9 seconds. Uh, nine seven seconds that it was last year that has to be encouraging and again there was a rhythm to the offense there was a tempo to the offense and the offense I thought really looked good now obviously John uh, Turbo here John a uh, great game on both sides of the football uh, and obviously you know you're gonna have to watch the film in depth to really get a feel for what went on in the football game but from what you saw 
any 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 critiques, any holes that you saw throughout this game that maybe they could have done better? I mean, the only thing would be occasionally they'd get caught uh, with some uh, passes in the middle of the field. You know, they left a little vulnerability there. I thought the cornerbacks played well. Trey Flowers did a good job. DJ Reed did a good job. Certainly, uh, you know, Marquise Blair being the slot corner, I thought did a good job there. And so that was encouraging. And I think, you know, uh, but I don't, I mean, when, you, when you go and win as dynamically as they did, it's hard to find some criticisms. I mean, the offensive line was sensational today, uh, really did a great job of blocking. I mean, certainly Chris Carson, you know, ran the ball well. Uh, it's a shame. You know, the, I guess the one uh, criticism is, again, Rashad Penny getting hurt. Mm. Okay, you know, he got a calf injury. They were being very cautious. But I thought Alex Collins was going to be the backup running back, but he turned out to be inactive. We'll see if that changes next week. So that might be, you know, one thing to look at. And again, you know, technically, are they going to be thin at wide receiver? John, what's going on around the league? Any injuries, any stories that you oh. like so far? Oh, again, it's, it's it's huge. I mean, you know, particularly down in San Francisco because, you know, uh, my big criticism of San Francisco is their injury history. Last year, they led the league with about 130 missed starts with injuries. So what ends up happening today? You know, they end up uh, receiving – uh, Rasheem Mozart, he the running back, he gets a knee injury. It's not an ACL, but Jason Verrett got an ACL, and he's done for the year. And it's the second ACL he's had since coming into the league. And it's got, uh, and you know they also didn't have Emmanuel Mosley. I had one of the callers, Cody, on the show on Saturday that you was know, calling up and saying, "You keep on saying that." The, there's all these problems with the cornerback position in the NFC West. There's no problems in San Francisco. Yes, there's problems in San Francisco. I mean, you know, after you get past, uh, you know, Mosley, you get past Ferret, and you get past Kawan Williams, there was no backups. I mean, they literally were out there, because I know Jimmy Ward got banged up at safety. They're literally out there with about three, four rookies in the secondary. So that's a big issue. And, of course, now with Verrett out, they even got to the point where they're actually making phone calls to Richard Sherman to see if he, they might bring him back. That's a possibility. Then you look down in Arizona, as great as they played today, you know, they don't have Patrick Peterson. They, you know, acquired Malcolm Butler, and he ended up uh, retiring. So there's a little weakness there. I mean, you know, Troy Hill is no longer with the Rams. And so it's like, you know, there's issues at cornerback for each position uh, and in each team in the NFC uh, West. But uh, overall, I mean, this division is sensational. John, uh, Jameis Winston has the Saints up 17 to three. What have you seen out of him so far? Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, he's, he's running a little bit and he's passing the ball. And again, Sean Payton has good control in how he's doing it. And, you know, Green Bay, you can see, you know, they're having some issues on defense and, you know, this could end up being a huge day for Seattle uh, because, again, it's like, you know, the, the Saints, you know, they're down 10 starters right now compared to last year. I mean, it's, it's not like they're going to win 12, 13 games. But if you've got Green Bay losing, uh, you've got Minnesota losing, we'll see about Chicago losing. I mean, all of a sudden things pipe up right now in the NFC for Seattle to get a, a really good seat if they can win the division. Hey, John, two two questions here for you. I've kind of thought uh, uh, at the beginning of the season that the Steelers were going to be the dark horse team uh, in the NFL to have some success. Obviously got a big win against the Bills uh, today. Give me your thoughts on that. And also a big win from Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Give me your thoughts on that. Yeah, and again, a lot of it was sloppiness by the Vikings. But again, I give credit for Joe Burrow being able to at least uh, you know come in there, keep the game close, make some big plays in that last drive to set up the, you know, the game-winning field goal. That was that was 
huge. But you're right about Pittsburgh because, again, the big question about the Steelers is obviously not their defense. I mean, they got T.J. Watt at $28.3 million. They got uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. I mean, they've got uh, you know good defensive linemen, all those different things. But the big thing is, you know, they were able to go in with five new starters on the offensive line, run the football, have a good game out of Ben Roethlisberger, and win a huge road game in Buffalo. All right, John, we appreciate your time and the information. You have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. All right, when we return, we'll go down to the locker room with Jen Mueller. She's standing by with Chris Carson and Daryl Taylor. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, 710 ESPN Seattle and Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Let's send it back to Bump, Paul, Turbo, and Ray for more of Hawk Talk on 710 ESPN Seattle and Cairo Radio 97.3 FM. Thank you, Curtis Rogers, for that update. A lot of great games going on in this first week of the 2021 season. But right now, we're going to go down to the locker room where Jen Mueller is standing with Chris Carson. Chris, it's been over a year since you played in front of fans to have fans in the stadium today. How much juice did that provide? Oh, it, was, it was big. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's been a year since we had fans out there. Um, it's a weight game, so, you know, they were against us. But at the same time, it's just good to hear the juice. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was just a blessing to be out there again. It was the first time we got to see this offense fully functioning. We're, we were excited to see it, but what was your level of excitement to kind of unveil it to fans? Oh, man, it was, like you said, it was, it was dynamic. You know what I mean? We had so many weapons. We got Gerald now, uh, Lock DK, of course, you know, running back. So it's, it's, it's hard for defense to stop it. You know what I mean? You got so many people that can make plays. It was hard to stop you. What was it, a third and one, and you go for 33 yards? <laughs> How did that play come about? Man, that's all offensive line. The offensive line did a great job picking up who they needed to pick up, and then me just trying to make somebody miss. What do you like about how running backs are getting used? Because it wasn't just straight handoffs yeah. today. Oh, that's great. Like I said, uh, in the press conference during training camp, Shane's doing a good job you know, implementing us in the uh, passing game as well. So it showed out a lot today. When you have this many guys involved in the offense and the ball is spread around so much, how does that keep a defense off balance? Like you said, it's, it's just so many different people you got to pay attention to. So defense don't know who to, you know, who to key on. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we got top receivers, you know what I mean? But you don't know which one you got to, you know, uh, pay attention to. So like I said, it's just, it's just great to have so many weapons. Um, you know, this offense is going to be something scary. <laughs> Lastly, which one of those receivers, or I could put Gerald in there as a tight end, had the best touchdown catch today. You, you asked me which one? Yeah. I ain't going to lie. I didn't see, see any of them. I might say Lockett because that was the longest one. But, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any of them. I was in the, you know, doing my play phase, you know, letting them get open. So, but I would say Lockett for sure. You know what? That just means you've got some great highlights to watch on the yeah. plate, Hope. Oh, yeah, most definitely. We'll let you enjoy that bump. We'll get that back to you. Thanks, Jen. That was Chris Carson, 16 carries for 91 yards. Now we go back to the locker room with Jen. She's standing by with Daryl Taylor. Okay, Daryl, I think the sack that we saw from you was in response to perhaps a challenge that was issued by your D-line coach. What happened on a previous play in the game, and then what allowed you to get to Wentz when you did? Oh, yeah, that previous series, I had missed the sack. So he challenged me, like, come on, you don't like nice things. I'm like, yeah, I don't. So uh, he had challenged me to get it, and, so I, and then Benson told me it was going to come back. So, you know, um, when I, uh, they had put a chipper in front of me, the sack that I got, he put a chipper in front of me. I thought he was going to chip me, and he didn't. So, you know what time it was. Went to stutter bull and set the tackle down and just went into him, and it was, the rest was history from there. So, Would that ever disrupt the timing? If you're expecting the guy to come across and chip and he doesn't, would, would that ever disrupt your timing to the quarterback? No, it only disrupt the timing if he does chip you. Because yeah. you, uh, when you um, get a chipper in front of you, you're still going hard, going hard. 
But if he does chip you, it disrupts his timing a little bit because it takes you off your path. Yeah. But other than that, it doesn't at all. What did we learn about the defensive line depth today and that rotation? Oh, we was humming out there today. I think we had a good... <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a good rotation going on, and it felt pretty good. Uh, everybody rotating in and, you know, having a chance to get uh, rush the passion and all that. So I f it felt pretty good today. What does it mean to you to be on the field? We saw you in the preseason, I know, but in a regular season game. Oh, it means everything. My heart's full to be out there again since I missed out on last year. So <clears throat> it feels great to be out there. I can't explain it in words, and I'm still my dream is still going. Like I still want to play, so. Um, it's different being out there in the regular season and getting a chance to compete with my guys and be out there with them. Lastly, what is the play that you were going to talk about with family and friends most often from this game? Uh, that sack, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we definitely going to talk about it. I was around the quarterback a lot tonight and it felt pretty good. Perfect. That is the first of many, I'm sure, this year. Mike Bumpus will let you take it from here. Thanks, Jen. Daryl Taylor had a good day. Two tackles, one sack, and a tackle for loss. He, he talked about his sack. And first of all, he's a very unique player. He explosive. I mean, really explosive. He's six four. He's listed at six four, two sixty seven. He looks like six three, two thirty, because mm -hmm. the way he comes off the edge. But that play, you don't see too many guys outside linebackers just bull rush a guy and put him on his back and get a sack. I, and part of it, I think it's his speed. And, and, you know, you were saying off air, Ray, you know, he's going to be a problem for teams because of explosiveness and what we saw their strength, too. So that's, that was fun. Yeah, he's going to be a problem. He's going to make a lot of highlights. And when we return, we're going to talk about some highlights we saw today. That is next on your home for the Seahawks, 710 ESPN Seattle, Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. I'm Michael Bumpus with Ray Roberts, Robert Turbin, and Paul Moyer. We're going to go through some highlights. Now, the Colts get the party started with a 14-play, 72-yard drive that ends in a field goal. But what happens, Chris Carson responds with a 33-yard run on third and one. Third down and one. Chris Carson gets a handoff inside, breaks free. He's inside the 40, the 30, knocked out of bounds on the Indianapolis 20-yard line. A 33-yard run by Chris Carson on a third down and one. When you break through that initial line, you can run for some yardage. Man, I got excited. I apologize about that. <laughs> but we call this a dark crease run, right? One of those runs that doesn't really look like it's going to go anywhere. Then, boom, you bust out of there for a big game. That's what Chris Carson does, man. I do got to holler at my boy about that neck thing, though, that he got around <laughs> looking like a linebacker or something, man. We got to see what's going on with that, man. But a great run by Chris. That's what he does. That's what he does. And this is what Russell Wilson does. He connects with Tyler Lockett for a 23-yard touchdown that very same drive, making it a 7-3. Look like they're playing single coverage outside. Russell looking for the snap. He gets it. Here comes the blitz. Russ going to let it fly down the middle of the field. Lockett is there. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett, we love you, baby. Looks back over his shoulder and finds a beautiful rainbow pass from Russell Wilson against the blitz. A 23-yard touchdown strike, and the Seahawks go on top 6-3. Three things on that play. One, I think this was a play Chris Carson came over to the other side and picked up a blitzer off the edge. Two, Russ Wilson stood strong in the pocket all day, even when there was pressure coming. And, you know, through the that dime there. And then I just the adjustment to play Willie Mays baseball that, you know, Tyler Lockett did. That was a great catch. But really, three things there are really impressive. Really impressive. All right, in the second quarter, Russell Wilson showing the tight end some love, hooks up with Uncle Will Disley. 
The play fake. Russ half roll to the right side. Fires a shot. Open is Disley. Down inside the 15-yard line. A roll right. A perfect throw. Disley wide open between two defenders. A pickup of 22. And Russell Wilson is right on the money. First down, Hawks. Yeah, I said in the preseason that I thought the tight end room was going to be the, the room that really unlocks this offense, and today was an early indication of that. At one point, they completed four passes in a row to tight ends that, com- that ended with a Gerald Everett touchdown. And that is the next highlight, Russell Wilson to Gerald Everett for a nine-yard touchdown, making it 14-3. Russell looking for the snap, gets it from the shotgun, now looks, now steps back, now fires inside, it's Everett, he dives in, touchdown, Seahawks, welcome to Seattle, Mr. Everett, they named a city after you, north of Seattle, for scoring a touchdown, a nine-yarder, and the Seahawks go on top, 13-3. to Yeah, the really cool thing about that is they had Everett split out wide, and then he did kind of like a crossing route under, underneath the, the inside receiver. So the way they're using him, the way they're going to move him around in the, in, the, um, in the alignment so that he can take advantage of, of situations is going to be really important to that, to that tight end room and to their production for this offense. All right, now the calls just didn't go away. Carson Wentz hooks up with Zach Pascal for a 10-yard touchdown, making it 14-10. to 10. Wentz from the shotgun. Three receivers near side. He's going to throw to the end zone. Reaching up, making the catch is Pascal. Touchdown, Indianapolis. Zach Pascal from 10 yards out puts the first touchdown on the board for Indianapolis. And it's 14-9. 14-9, but of course, Russell Wilson and the gang, they respond. Russell Wilson hooks up with a Tyler Lockett for a 69-yard touchdown, making it 21-10. Second down and 20. Russ steps up in the pocket, and he's going to let fly deep downfield. Got a man open, Lockett. 10, 5, stumbles. He's in. Touchdown, Seahawks. On a second down and 20 after a sack, Russell Wilson rears back and lets it fly. 69-yard touchdown, Tyler Lockett. His second score of the day. Holy catfish. This offense is explosive. Man, Tyler Locker reminding defenders that he still got speed. Russell Wilson reminding everybody he's got the best deep ball in the game, man. Listen, these guys have been doing this for years now. Uh, the chemistry is great. Great ball, great catch, great overall play. Did you guys notice any or hear anything else there? <laughs> the crowd. Yeah. The, the 12. Yeah. I know how great they travel, yeah. but this is Indianapolis. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it was so loud there. I was like, God, is this a home game? Man, listen, <laughs> I, I, 20? I, I told you guys, I played in Indy. That They're not, they're quiet. <laughs> they're, they're, they're quiet for the most part. Just saying. They are quiet. You know who wasn't quiet? The young man, Daryl Taylor. Sacks Wentz on fourth and one. Wentz from the shotgun, has a slot near side, takes the snap, has a second, looks, gets hit, goes down. Going to go back over to the Seahawks. Daryl Taylor comes in from the right side of the offense, fights right through his man. Wentz never saw him. He got hit and decked. And another sack for the Seahawks. That's three on the game and couldn't come at a better time. Well, I'll tell you this, speed kills. And that that rush that he uh, had right there was set up by the speed rushes he was doing earlier. So that offensive tackle was trying to get out there real fast. You stutter him up a little bit and then run right through his inside shoulder. Ran the dude flat over, bull rush for a sack. Bull rush for a sack. You know what DK said, don't forget about me. Russell Wilson shows some love to DK. Hooks up for a 15-yard touchdown, making the score 28-10. to 10. Russell from the shotgun again. Takes a quick snap. 
Pump fakes, looks, fires inside, reaching up, making the catch, Metcalf, touchdown, Seahawks on a slant route inside, man-to-man, you cannot cover DK Metcalf. He scores from 15 yards out. The Seahawks increase their lead to 27-10. to now, that was a straight hands catch. That's what we want to see from DK. We know he can body it. He can go over the top. But can he catch that dart across the middle? That's exactly what he did. Great catch by DK. Okay, later on, Pascal scores his second touchdown, making it 28-16. to By that time, the game is in hand, and your Seahawks win 28-16. to All right, when we return, we're going to give you our game MVP. We're going to see what these, what these guys think about. Who is it? Take your guess. We'll do that next on your home for the Seahawks, 710 ESPN Seattle and Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. Welcome back to Hawk Talk. It's time to pick our game MVP. We had some predictions earlier. A couple places we can go with this. I might have an idea what you guys are going to say. I might not. You might surprise me. I don't know. Mm. And, you know, first show, first week. So we got to go with the Super Bowl champ, Turbo. Game MVP, who you got? The game MVPs, plural. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, what gotta you mean? One. No, what you gotta mean? I know I'm a rookie. I know. I do, get it. Do they give Do they give Super Bowl MVPs? Or you can give an honorable mention. They do the NBA. You give an honorable mention. You get co MVPs. No, I've never. You get seen an MVP. So I can't go with the old line. Nah. You can shout I'm them out. The you give them a shout out. Give them a shout out. Two real sacks, right? The other two were like. At the end of the game, basically taking knees, trying to waste yeah. the clock out, right? Great rushing, right? Running backs uh, averaged over four yards a carry, right? Great, great game by uh, Chris Carson. The O line. You know what? Ray's done that before, though. The the yeah, but I mean, you can't do that as a rookie, bro. Like, you know, I, I got, I'm long in the tooth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll accept it today. All right, we'll accept it today. But next week. Now you know the rules. Okay. You're going to have to come with one guy. All right, I got you. I so got now, you. That, now that we've done that, I may have to get a little off the rails too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ray, who you got? No, I, I, I certainly want to shout out the offensive line just because of you know the conversations and things that were going on in the, in the preseason about this, that, and the other thing. And I thought they really showed up well. And if Russell Wilson is going to shout him out about six or eight times in his press conference, you know, I can certainly <laughs> give him some love. But uh, I'm – you know. We can always pick him, but because it's a new offense, we hadn't seen him the whole preseason. Didn't know how things were going to work out. Didn't know what we're going to, you know, what this offense was going to look at, look like, or how he was going to command the offense. But I'm, I'm going to give the shout out to Russell Wilson for the for the game MVP. Even though you know Lockett put up big numbers, big catches, but you know this dude threw the ball. So uh, real, real happy with and excited about the opportunity that he has in this offense. So. Moya. Boy, you know, it's tough because there's a lot of good performances. Mm-hmm. And this is what you want from a great team, right? You don't want to have to always rely on somebody to have a great game. There's a lot of really good performances here. Maybe Russell's is a great game. Uh, some shout outs, you know, again, I think defensively, you know, to do what they did physically, you know, from Jordan Brooks, you know, Bobby Wagner had 13 tackles. I thought Jamal Adams, uh, Russell, or um, Pete Carroll certainly uh, called him out. But I- I'm going to go with Russell Wilson, too. And and here's why. To me, he backed up what he said in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of adversity. He came out. He, he challenged the offensive line. He challenged the Seahawks organization. He went and worked out. It's the best shape I've ever seen him. And and I don't, you know, at least he looked the best shape right. he's ever been. He was cut. You don't, we don't know what he's doing in the offseason because half the time he's down in San Diego at his, his 
I don't know, his, his spread. Um, so that to me is he backed everything up, did exactly what he, he said. So I'm going to give it to Russell. All right, so Russell's the MVP, but I'm going to give you mine. I got to go with Tyler Lockett. Five targets, four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns, just a quiet superstar. Yeah. Right? It's all he does is catch touchdowns and make big plays. So I'm going to go Tyler Lockett, but our game MVP goes to Mr. Russell Wilson to remind you guys what he did. 18 of 23, 254 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. First quarterback to go back-to-back season openers with four touchdown passes. And he had a quarterback rating of 152.3, which is the second highest he's ever had. That's saying something for a guy who's had some pretty big numbers. Yes, sir. So that means he's balling. balling. (laughs) All right, that means he's balling. Okay, when we come back, we're going to give a Titans preview right here on your home for the Seahawks, 710 ESPN Seattle and Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM. Your Seattle Seahawks win the day 28 to 16. And next week, you got the Tennessee Titans coming into town. They lost today to the Arizona Cardinals 38 213. Ryan Tannehill 21 to 35, 202 yards, one touchdown, one interception. The more surprising stat is Derrick Henry 17 carries, 58 yards. That's 3.4 per carry. He had a long of 19. So it was a, it was a tough day for Derrick Henry, but man, stats can be deceiving. And you know what this man brings to the table. You're going to have to gang tackle, hit him low, because if you hit him high, you will be on your butt on the grass. Ray, what should we expect? Yeah, I, you know, like we talked about earlier, I just really think that the game plan has to be the same, which is stop the running game. But, you know, I'm looking at the stats from this from this week. They gave up, you know, 289 yards passing, 136 yards rushing, uh, and then Tannehill was sacked six times. So that all kind of feeds into the game plan that the Seahawks had uh, today on offense and then and then what they can do on defense, as we saw today with the pass rush. So it's got to be – I mean, you're going to have to really commit to stopping this run because you know they're going to really commit to getting it right for next week. And so, you know, like you said, Derrick Henry gets going and you gotta you got to come – you know, bring a lunch pail when you come to tackle him. He's a big <laughs> dude. Got to avoid that stiff arm, and you don't want to be on that highlight. So it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for them to to stop the this running game. But I think offensively, there's some things we can do. Yeah, yeah. D- oh, go ahead. Sorry, you got it. You got it. You got it, Paul. I, d- I didn't even have a thought, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know, D. Henry been, uh, in my opinion, the best running back in the league over the last few years, and so you definitely got to bring your lunch pail. And stats can definitely be deceiving, but because you know you, you look at the stats today and like, oh, wasn't that great? But you can still be effective. You know, even though I mean, you want to get to that four yards per carry mark, but even if you're under that, you can still have a positive effect on the game in the running game because what you're doing is, I mean, he carried the ball 17 times, so what you're doing is you're making the defense respect your run regardless of what the production is that you're getting out of it. So expect the Seahawks to really, you know, load the box, uh, stop Derrick Henry. If you can stop Derrick Henry, then you can stop the efficiency of this offense. Yeah, it's it's again, you look at this game and you go, wow, Arizona just thumped them. Yeah, I mean, they're Chandler Jones, five sacks. He had you know throw. He had a quarterback hit on top of that, so he had six quarterback hits because they count those uh, during sacks also. But um, we don't have to worry about Arizona right now. I think offensively we can get after these guys. Though I mean they gave up. You know I'm I'm looking at what Chase Edmonds did. He averaged five point three yards today for Arizona against them. They threw at will. I mean Kyler Murray was twenty one thirty two two eighty nine four touchdowns. We got a better quarterback than that. So I, you know I think we're gonna put some points on the board. It's gonna be tough for, to stop their offense, but I just think we're more potent and our offenses. Both of our all of our our um, offense and D are better than theirs. 
Yep. Yeah, and, and give the Cardinals credit too defensively. I mean, let's not forget how they've upgraded. You yep. know, they've had Chandler, but they wouldn't got JJ Watt. They drafted the kid out of Clemson uh, last year. Maybe Simmons. Yeah. yeah, you know, and so he's an improved f- football player on that defensive yep. side. So they've got a legitimate defense over there in Arizona, uh, which is probably why they did so well today against the Titans. So uh, yeah, we're gonna have to you know, mimic some of the things perhaps that they did in Arizona, see how, you know, how well they did against this defense so that we can have some success next week as well. Here's what else they have as we sign off Mm -hmm. here. They're coming into the house. Yeah. They haven't Mm -hmm. been to Lumen Field with with real, all the 12s there going crazy. This is the home opener. We haven't been there in two years. You know, uh, man, it's going to be crazy Sunday. Crazy. I thought you were going to say crazy, son. Crazy, son. <laughs> that too. It's going to be crazy. And we can't forget, they got A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. They might not have had great games, but you got to count for those guys. All right. Today's final score, Seahawks 28, Colts 16. You've been listening to Hot Talk on 710 ESPN Seattle and Cairo 97.3 FM. I'd like to thank the people who make our broadcast possible. Studio coordinators Matt Nelson and DJ Wilder. Executive producer of the Seahawks Radio Network, NASA Chobie. The Seahawks return to Lumenfield next Sunday to battle the Tennessee Titans. Pre-game coverage begins at 10 a.m. on the Seahawks Radio Network. For Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin, I'm Michael Bumpus. The Seahawks win 28-16, 1-0.